Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. And welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 397 for the 30th of Kislev in a regular year. Happy Rosh Chodesh today, guys. This is day one of two of Rosh Chodesh Tevis. So I wish you all to have a great month. And now I want you guys to think about the last time that you held a stress ball or something resembling a stress ball, some kind of object that could fit into the entirety of your hands. Maybe it was like a button or... Um, a paper clip or something like that. Think about the last time you held something like this in your hand. Or if you can't remember the last time, then just visualize yourself. Imagine that you're holding something like this in your hand now. Now notice that two things are happening. We can look at this in two perspectives. So let's think about that stress ball again. So on the one hand, my hand is encompassing that stress ball. That's the perspective of my hand. On the other hand, the stress ball is being encompassed by my hands. So at that moment, when I'm holding the stress ball, then that stress ball is very specific to my hand. It's not being grasped by anybody else except for me in that moment. Now, this applies not only to physical objects that we grasp, but it applies actually to intellectual ideas as well. So if you're thinking about a specific idea, let's say you're thinking about the idea of the sun rising and setting, something like that. Uh, so at that moment, when you're really focusing on that idea, and let's say you're really trying to learn the science behind it, how does it, how is it that the sun rises and the sun sets and what's going on with the orbits of the planets and all that stuff? At that moment, if you're really focusing and you're really studying this concept in detail, then your mind, we can say, is encompassing that subject. And at the same time, the subject is encompassed by your mind. Sure, there are many other people that might be learning the same subject simultaneously at the same as, as, as you, but they're not going to be learning it in exactly the same way. It's your mind specifically that's encompassing it in its own unique way. So now when it comes to God, we've already mentioned that God is ungraspable. No thought, no idea can encompass him. We, he's, he's beyond our understanding. He's beyond our comprehension. But the thing that's really amazing about God, it's, we spoke about this uh, in a previous episode, about how where it is that you find God's greatness, you also find his humility, is that God actually wanted to make himself accessible to us. So while we can't really grasp God in this in a, in a really intellectual way, the way that we can grasp any other kind of concept, we actually can grasp God through God's levushim, through God's garments. 
we spoke about this yesterday when we spoke about hugging and we said and how when you hug somebody whether they're wearing one layer of clothing or 20 layers of clothing you're still hugging that person so similarly too god chose to make clothes for himself and those clothes are the Torah and the mitzvahs. So that when we learn Torah, what we're doing is that in a certain sense, and if we really comprehend and understand this Torah that we're learning, then we are, our mind is encompassing this Torah thought and the Torah thought is being encompassed by our minds. And since Torah and God are one and the same, they're, they're really intricately linked with each other. This is kind of like a trick that God used for us to be able to grasp him to become unified with him. This is what we're going to be. This is what we're going to be exploring today. Uh, and, uh, and just like, I want to make clear that like, while there's a certain logical flow to this way of understanding it, like there's a certain reasoning behind it. Like, okay, so there's God, we can't grasp God, but we can grasp God's garments. So the way that we grasp God's garments is uh, through his Torah and mitzvahs. And that's the way that we grasp God. It's not really logical. It doesn't really make sense. This is kind of irrational or uh, super rational, I, I should say. Uh, but but this is kind of the whole idea. This is sort of the whole, the whole way that we learn Torah, especially Chabad Chassid is really focused on this as well, is that we use our intellects and we really focus our intellects into these Torah ideas. And we like, we kind of like, um, channel all of our faculties of rationale and logic into these ideas. But ultimately, when it comes down to it, these ideas are actually super rational. They're not really, it's, it's not like a, something that that you could necessarily come to on your own in the, in a in a logical reasoned kind of way it's something that transcends our logic but yet the best that we can do is we can try to use the tools of our logic to try to grasp it in a certain sense so it sort of ties into this whole idea of grasping the ungraspable is that our intellects yes they're limited but that but god gave us limitations within the torah to uh, to speak to our limited intellects so that it can kind of, um, that we can grasp these things in a certain sense. Sort of like a way to think about this is like if you have, um, if you ever look at like kids toys, like let's say if you have like a kitchen set for kids, then you'll see that a kitchen set for kids is made for kids. It's made in a different way. So it's not, you'll have a frying pan, you'll have a spatula, all these things, but the, the, the sides are going to be rounder. It's going to be made out of plastic instead of metal. Like it's going to be tailor-made to kids so that kids can be able to use them because kids aren't as developed as adults. And so kids need these, uh, these, these utensils to be tailor-made to them. So similarly, when it comes to God and it comes to God's will and God's wisdom, this is something that our, our develop our like mortality, our humanity, our limited intellects are, are not developed enough to truly, truly grasp these things in a pure form. And so in recognition of this, what God did is he took his will and he took his wisdom and he clothed it into a way that we can grasp onto, that we can understand. And this kind of brings us to this idea of, of faith and how what the, the way that we see faith and the way that we see connection to God in Judaism is different than some other religions because it's not a sub-rational faith. It's not like this idea that like we just believe something even though it doesn't make any sense, but we just accept it anyways on, on faith, quote unquote. But rather 
rather it's a faith that is supra rational. It's a faith whereby we transcend our intellect, where we recognize in our humility the limits of our intellect, and yet we try to the best of our ability to use the tools of our intellect to access this thing that's higher than us, but yet we recognize at the same time that it is higher than us, that it is above our intellects. So that's going to be the focus of today. The focus of today is really going to be about this idea of how it is that God gave us the Torah as a way to grasp him because he is essentially ungraspable. And for context, we're going to be looking at the beginning of a new chapter in Likutamarim. This is chapter five. And the altar of it begins by focusing on that famous phrase that that is found in the introduction to the Tikkunet Zohar, which says, Leit machshavat visa vach. No thought can grasp you, meaning no thought can grasp God. And the ultra focuses on this word grasp, which in Hebrew is tfisa. And he says, we're going to examine this a little bit. And so he says, what is this idea of tfisa, of grasping? So in an intellectual sense, any kind of intellect, any kind of idea that a person understands in their mind, uh, then what ha- what's happening there is that the, the mind, that a person's mind is grasping, or in Hebrew, tofes, that intellect, and like encompasses it in their minds. Like we said, the idea of the sun rising and the sun setting. So it's like you are grasping that when you really focus on that idea, you are grasping that idea in your mind. And not only this, like we mentioned, there's a second thing going on where the idea is encompassed by you. So it's like, we can look at it from our perspective, like our mind encompasses the idea. We can look at it from the perspective of the idea. We could say that the idea is encompassed by our mind and by our intellect. Only we uniquely have this very unique way of of uh, seeing things, of understanding any kind of idea. So that that moment when we're thinking about it, it's encompassed by our subjective intellects. And so now the ultra rabbit gives an example for this. For let's say somebody's uh, really trying to understand and really comes to understanding uh, some sort of halacha, some sort of a law that's found in the Mishnah or in the Gemara. And let's say the person really clearly and thoroughly understands this, understands this law and knows all the intricacies of it and really knows it, they know it really well, then at that moment, while they know they're, um, when they're learning this, when they're understanding it, then we can say that their mind encompasses and grasps this idea. And also that the, that the person's mind is clothed within it the same time so again there's that duality going on both things are happening at the same time and so now uh, to take this further what is this halacha this halacha is not just some like man-made law or something like that but rather as we've learned this halacha is actually this law is God's wisdom and will that's that's what it really is it's an expression of God's wisdom and will meaning to say that God willed it that Reuven would say this and Shimon would say this and then there would be this uh you know this this uh, verdict between them so you know you see in the Gemara often there's different opinions this person says this thing that person says that thing and then there's a verdict all of that this was God's will that there should be this whole back and forth and that this is how it should come out and this explains why there's value in studying laws that are impractical, laws that are never going to come about. So this actually came up in the very end of the Tanya um, in Kuntras Ahran, if you recall that part, if you were following along the podcast there, if you learned it on your own, that there's a whole discussion there. Why should we learn impractical laws? Why should we learn laws that are that have never applied to us and most likely will never apply to us? So the Altarab explains it here also that it's because um, 
even if we're never going to practically keep these laws, nevertheless, less these laws, all of the laws of the Torah are an expression of God's will and wisdom. And so what this means is that the moment that the person is learning and understanding this specific law, even if it's a very impractical law, that's never going to come about at that moment, their thought is grasping the will and wisdom of God. And yes, it's with a bunch of garments and clothing, you know, just like with the hug. Again, you might be hugging somebody and they're wearing many layers of clothing. Nevertheless, the will and wisdom of that person is still there. So the will and wisdom of God is clothed within these halachas. And at the same time, when you uh, envelop your intellect in these ideas, then this intellect becomes clothed within you at the same time. And this creates a tremendous unification. There's no unification like it at all. No, there's nothing that we can compare it to in uh, physicality, actually. Because here, the unification that happens is complete and true. It's like a, a total work. There's a, there's a oneness that happens between you and the intellect and will of God. So, you know, so going back to the hug example, when you hug somebody, it's a nice example. It's a nice parable to think about, but it's not complete because you don't actually become one with the person. Like, yes, you're connecting with the person. You're getting all these feelings, these uh, endorphins, oxytocin, all that kind of stuff is r running through you when you hug that person. But at the end of the day, there's you and there's the person you're hugging. You don't, you're not, you don't become truly, truly unified. But here, in the case of you uniting with God through his halachas, through his clothing, then and through his Torah, then the unification is, is much deeper, much more profound. It's a true unification that you really become one with God. Perhaps one way that we can understand this, the Ultra doesn't say it here, but he does say it elsewhere, is because essentially our godly souls and God are one in the same. We, we have the, the, our godly soul is actually a, an actual part of God in us, which is why basically when we unite with God, we're basically uniting with our true self, um, our tr the true source and essence of who we are. So that's it for today. And tomorrow we're going to conclude this chapter, chapter five. Uh, so I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Abraham Yitzhak Ben Benyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Top project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.